to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies, Wine and Spirits Edition. This is Happy Hour with Sanjana. I'm Lena, and I'm getting the scoop from my fellow cast members. Today, I have Tommy, a.k.a. Banked. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, first questions first. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are he, him. And I am she, her. Cis male. Yep. We need to normalize pronouns. Yes, we do. Okie dokie. So we've been playing for a few weeks, so I have a couple of questions to help me and the audience get to know you better. Sure, sure. Okay, so you ready? Yes, very excited. All right. <laughs> it's weird just being, you know, Lena and Tommy. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, like, a, like, like a one-on-one. It's, uh, it's cool. It is cool, but we have such a different dynamic as our characters. I know, I know, right? Like, if they were sitting next to us, they'd be like, wait, why are you guys having a conversation? <laughs> why, weird. Why are you guys having a fun time? I'm so confused. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why is there smiling? I love, I love the idea that Banked and Sanjana are friends. Because <laughs> you're kind of like unfriends. Yeah, yeah. But they like, they, they, they swim in the circle of mutual... Something. Discomfort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I, I totally I totally agree. Oh man. First question. First question. What crazy race class combination would you love to play in a DD campaign? Oh man. It's funny because in the community, the community loves to play funny niche. Like, oh, what if I played a fire evocation wizard as a water genasi? But I don't know. I think it's uh <laughs> I think doing a niche trick or metaphor or like a joke is annoying and sad and there's kind of no room for development mm. to, to play like a, a thoroughly either tragic or evocative character that not only you can you know, truly feel for, but, you know, your other players can get a feel for it. Like, it, does, it doesn't make them three-dimensional. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know if I really have any crazy class-race combinations, but I like to take horrible classes and make them good, or horrible uh, subclasses and make them work. Okay. Yeah, give me an example. <laughs> yeah, I love math, right? I love stats. So... There was a conversation that I had with someone who didn't like Bloodhunter. Bloodhunter is a homebrew class in 5th edition created by Matthew Mercer of Critical Role. Bloodhunter is like if the Witcher was a, you know, was a ranger <laughs> and also a scientist. You know what I mean? So wow. it's it, it is kind of cool, but there are some people that don't think it's that exciting and don't think it's that cool and whatnot. I created a high elf alchemist. Uh, there, there's a certain name for it. It's like like Mutagen blood hunter of sorts who worshipped at one point like a lightning god, and oh. he, he has like a backpack that has all of this alchemical equipment. And not only does he have proficiency in alchemy supplies, but he also has proficiency in herbalism kit, and he has proficiency in poisoner's <laughs> kit. So he just, he, he's literally a chemist. He's like, he's a ranger with high intelligence, and it's wow. really cool to play. It's MacGyver. Yeah, it's, he's literally MacGyver. He, so in that campaign, we were allowed one feat creating our character, like, a, like an extra flavor, so to speak. Okay. And I gave him ritual caster wizard. Oh, 
So this guy who has this chemistry set in the back can also put down silver wire to cast alarm, meaning that anybody who walks through that area, a mental ping goes off in his head. Oh, wow. He has a fine familiar. So he has this owl friend that he can scout with. He's a really, really cool character. Oh, what level is he? He's level, what level are we? We're level three, I think. And I can do all of this crazy, crazy wow. stuff with it. And you've got a ways to go. Yeah. Yes, we have definitely a ways to go. And who knows what else he can turn into. At fifth level, I think he gets an extra attack. <laughs> <laughs> and my arrows, I can activate them to have lightning damage on top of the poison damage that I add to because oh they're goodness. dipped in poison on top of like a blood hunter mark that I can put di- that I can put on them. And at level five, I can have a second attack. So oh all of those goodness. debuffs, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a lot, a lot of fun. You could end combat in one round. Yeah, yeah, really. I mean, and it sounds really cool, but they're like, it's like it's one d eight on top of one d four on top of another d four on top of you know whatever. If I do the blood hunter thing, then the first d four is doubled, so it's not that much damage, but it's really cool. Yeah, and that's what I care about. You know what I mean? And it's cool mechanic, you know, it's not just saying I, sh- I shoot him with an arrow, boom. I cast Elder's Blast, boom. <laughs> this is, this invites description. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if, if you want to talk about the character, he was like, he's like this high elven apothecary who was contracted to study drow poisons. Uh, he went to wood elves in order to study them. And then uh, this fey court decided to punish him for unknown reasons and now he is an urchin without his apothecary shop or the support of his high elven community behind him <gasps> and now he's an adventurer oh wow yeah it's kind of tragic it is well i don't know about tragic i think banked is tragic he's just angry that he doesn't have his shop anymore and he has to forage for like bambi style mushrooms and, <laughs> and <laughs> leaves and stuff like that you know what i mean but yeah. Oh, he sounds cool. I love taking okay character ideas and turning them into something really exciting. That actually would lead me into my next question. Oh, perfect. Because now it popped into my head and then I realized it was actually my next question. <laughs> Do you have a favorite character from a previous campaign and what made them special? Oh, man. So I, I actually don't play all that much. I really don't. I, I DM more often. Uh... I mean, for all of you forever DMs out there. I happen to make characters <laughs> that I will never play Aww. just because they're so niche that the style of campaign, I just can't fit them in. And so I use them as NPCs. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it is, it is kind of cool. I created a character called Captain Marius Montgomery. Okay. Who is, I know, right? All of these, all of these uppity names. I think I have a problem. I love them. They're, they're <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, you know, it's funny because I, I go for the name first and then I go for a style and then I go for a class and a race and then I go for stats afterwards. That's how I make a character. Wow. So you yeah. start with the name. Yeah. Well, names are so evocative. You know what I mean? Wow. I think that's the third time I've said evocative in, like, the past four hours. <laughs> no, but truly, I mean, when you think of banked, what do you think of? It's generally European, uh-huh. right? It sounds it sounds high class. A banked sounds like somebody who's never been in a fight before. Yeah, 
folks, we are hearing how Bank was born. This is exclusive. <laughs> On happy hour with Sanjana. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, seriously. You know what? Actually, I, I know you have questions, but I'm going to pull up Fantasy Name Generator right now. Uh, not sponsored, by the way, but by Fantasy Name Generator. <laughs> I want to pull up Fantasy Name Generator, and I kind of want to create a character right now from the name. That's fun. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm kind of excited about this. So let's go human, because humans are the easiest to do names with. Okay. Let's see to old names what about piero mm, piero, piero sounds okay almost slightly spanish or kind of in that south european idea okay i'm thinking piero might have sort of accent maybe he's a womanizer he sounds like a cool dude he might be either <laughs> a swashbuckler maybe a rogue Maybe he's a bard who kind of like Sanjana, likes is a charlatan, likes to trick people, but instead <laughs> of scaring people like like Sanjana, he pretends to be really nice with them and then steals everything that they have. You know what I mean? Okay. I ca- I'm kind of thinking like pirate lord, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> kind of going okay. down that. Yeah. <laughs> and you heard it. You heard it here first, folks. Wow. Piero is my next. <laughs> <laughs> my, if if Bank to Die is Piero's my new my new character. <laughs> uh yeah, names are names are so important. Even if you don't even meet them, but they're such a big part of the world. You know what I mean? Right. Like the Lord of the Land. Yeah. I created this land called Yersher. What's the Lord's name? He's a halfling. And there is a racial tension between halflings and gnomes. I called him Lord Wentrim Ostgood. <laughs> That's awesome. The names do a lot. I don't know. You know what actually makes the character a little bit more memorable because there have been times where the DM will refer back to something and, and we're like, who? They're like the shopkeeper. Who? <laughs> Which shopkeeper? Really? The guy at the inn? <laughs> like the orc behind the bar? But you can't remember. The, whereas I would remember someone who had a memorable name and go, yes, yeah. that was the one that told us that blah, blah, blah happened. So yeah. I can see that. Like Piero. Like, it is I, Piero. It's quite the pleasure to meet you, human. (laughs) You'll remember that guy for a while. It's over there. (laughs) It's all either Sajida's voice or Greg's voice. (laughs) We're starting to blend into one character. Yeah. Can we talk about how it's easier for me to do Greg's voice? than it is for me to do <laughs> Bank's voice. <laughs> and I start talking like Bank. I'm like, no, 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 no. She is not that highbrow. Bring it down a notch. Bring it down a notch. It's funny because whenever we start, so for those of you at home, the way that filming looks like to us is we film every Thursday or every Friday, excuse me, at like five and we do it every week. But to me, after a week goes by, I forget how Banked sounds. And so yeah. it's difficult for me to step back into the voice of Banked. I've had that same, like, uh, it takes me a while to warm up and remember what she sounds like. It, it's fun, but yeah, it takes a while. But once our characters are getting so developed, I think it'll be easier each time as soon as we remember, like, you know, how we do. Sure, sure. You ready for your next question? Yes. I really am quite excited. Go ahead. Okay. How (laughs) do you think you, as a human, would fare in our current world? As in, like, the undead part? Where Banked and Sanjana are now. You mean, like, Bones Landing? 
or like, or do do you mean like me, Tommy being an a, like an undead skeletal ooze monster, or like the the universe? You have just joined our party as Tommy. Oh God, I'd be so <laughs> scared. <laughs> oh man, I really would be scared because Scott throws some really intense stuff at us. <laughs> he really does. When we fought the Umber Hulk, I knew exactly like, and I feel bad because that was it. Really, was very meta, but I didn't try to play it in a meta way. I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, where I immediately knew that it was an Umber Hulk, and I was like, no, 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 because they're so. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, they're like so high level, and we're all level three. Oh man, I don't think I would fare pretty well. Do you have any superpowers? Wait. As Tommy, would I be like, would I have like a class in D and D? No, no, just oh, just you. like, just like, ju- just me. You got sucked into the game, a la like eighties movie. I would be screwed. I would be so screwed, <laughs> a la eighties movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I wish I had superpowers though. I am a gymnast. Oh wow! And I teach martial arts, so I'd like to think I would be able to hold my own for like a second. Yeah. But I also kind of have like a germaphobe. So all that walking in the forest, you would just hear Lena going, Oh my gosh, is that a mosquito? <laughs> ew, ew. Oh my God. Like Sanjana yeah. doesn't care. Sanjana, you know, eats raw meat. Yeah. I am not of that vein. I'm like, I need a fork and a knife and a wet wipe. <laughs> um, and I would be complaining. I know that I'm not supposed to ask questions here. Oh, it's back and forth. I, it's back and forth. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. If you if you were if you were put into the world, do you think you would be able to shake hands with Bambi now that she's like some black truffle monster? Uh yeah, you know, no. And I would feel so bad about it. I'd feel like, hey. <laughs> she's the nicest person. She really is. Oh. I'd be like, hey, um, do you guys know what Wakanda <laughs> salute means? Because I'm not touching anybody here. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. would be my response but i'm telling you i would be the person slapping at their legs because mosquitoes find me and i'm sure even being transported into D world there's still probably going to be mosquitoes coming at me and nobody oh, sure. else so i'd yeah. be like oh can we get inside does anyone have any deep <laughs> so i think i would actually be able to fight against a monster pretty well sure but i think other members of the party would kill me for my complaining before i even got to fight i yeah like i think sanjana would hurt me <laughs> I, like now that i'm rethinking this i think that i would probably work a lot like Banks works where he tries to defuse a situation before it escalates into violence. Mm. I think I'm a pretty good diplomat, so to speak. Yeah, I think so. And so I, I think I would probably work the same way trying to deceive or defuse situations. Wow. I think that's how I would try to live because I know that I would not be able to outmatch anything that the proverbial god of the world will try to throw at me. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, God. that's a hard no. <laughs> and, and, uh, ideally, I think I would love to be like some sort of like rogue or ranger or oh, something man. like that. But I, that's just not me. I mean, I did take archery in college, but um, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I think ideally, like, oh, I wish I could. But I think I would just be the person stuck inside the house going, are the mosquitoes gone? Are the mosquitoes yeah. gone? I think it's that hot. ideally, I think ideally I would like to be a bard. Like in, in like real life or if I myself 
were put into the world, I would try to go to a bardic college and try to... I could see you doing that. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. I really think it would be a lot of fun. You get to burst into song anytime you want to and play with magic. Yeah, but I do that already. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it would be like, you know, hey, yeah. this is what you get to do. With magic attached. With magic attached. <laughs> and I'd be able to handle a rapier. Oh, God, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I took, I was also on the fencing team in college. Man, you lived a really cool life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's really cool. I mentioned things to people, and they're like, you did what? You did what? I'm like, okay, but here's the thing. You've got okay. I was a super hyper kid. So uh, when uh-huh. I say that I took this lesson and that lesson, understand that was my mother's desperate attempt to keep me out of the house so I did not destroy sure. it. Sure. <laughs> I took dance and gymnastics and ice skating and played piano and violin because all that energy had to go somewhere. Because after that, my mom would take me to the park and I would play for like four hours. It's interesting, <laughs> the similarities between us and our characters. Because Sanja is chaotic and off the wall and whatnot and very physical. And that's kind of what yeah. it sounds like your, your backstory was. And Banked is pretty similar to what I am. I mean, I'm not prissy or anything. And I'm gracious when things are given to me. So I don't have Banks' ego, but I do have his proclivity to not start a fight and to kind of go around things. Banked was very much an introvert before he became an extrovert. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that description. Yeah. Because that that says so much. People think it's like one or the other, and it's not. People have layers. Yeah. People people have layers. And, And it's funny because in psychology, right, they tell you people are one or the other, introverted and extroverted. Mm. However, if someone is outgoing and audacious and bombastic and whatnot they aren't all always identified and evaluated as an extrovert right what matters is how they try to regain their energy do they regain their energy by being around people or do right. they regain their energy by being alone and i think banked regains his energy by being alone because he puts on a facade for so long yeah and he needs to drop that mask yeah definitely what do you think is under all of that when it comes down to it and Banked has no one around and he's taking off his makeup at the end of the day? Uh, <laughs> he, well, he's lived in a mask for so long. He's become a shell of himself. There isn't much underneath uh, the mask because the mask is all that there is. It's kind of like Batman. And wow. this is such a dumb metaphor. But all Bruce Wayne is is Batman to the point where Bruce Wayne totally just blows off anything serious in his adult life, whether it's relationships, whether it's almost family that he has, whether it's the relationship with his son or his butler, it's all damaged by him being Batman. He wants to be Batman. The only thing he cares about is being Batman. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Banked where his, it's the facade is where it's at. You know what I mean? The facade is the exciting part. Right. uh, Because he doesn't want to be him. Mm. And I think that it's the most... (laughs) It's the most musical theater kid character I've ever made in my life. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like the screaming child, hey, look at me, but actually an introvert on the inside. You know what I mean? He's Evan. He's Evan Hansen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's, it's funny because Banks really is an annoying person. There's no one 
in the party that really likes him. I mean, I think your character maybe. Yeah. And yet somehow he's the most realistic character. Oh, completely. Just because he's so vulnerable because he's so one thing, which is being egotistical and out there. Do you think he would respond if, all right, Bambi is so... In tune with other people's emotions. Yeah. Do you think that eventually there's going to be something there where Banked will find at least, you know, a real friendship? I think that Banked wants friendship. I don't think that he's going to actively try to go for it because he doesn't believe that people want to be his friend for who he is. Oh. And so he's going to always try to be friends with people with the facade because he doesn't believe that anyone wants to be friends with who he is. Because the inside of him is so damaged. It's so, you know, it's funny because because Scott was like, hey, I'm going to host a really awful uh, game where I'm just going <laughs> to screw with you guys so much. So make your character accordingly because it's always good to have communication between your DM and you whenever you make a character because right. the flavor doesn't fit. So I wanted to create a tragic character that lives life besides the point uh-huh and the downside of that is that you told scott <laughs> and he's gonna exploit that it's funny because when when scott and i were talking about the patriot because he's a warlock right that means he made a pact with something right. and so he was like oh man how can i how can i screw you over basically and i screwed myself over for him <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I I I love storytelling. You, you know how you were talking about, oh, I did, I don't know, fencing and acrobatics and whatnot. I was the kid <laughs> <laughs> I was I was the kid who stayed at home and read the Iliad and I love mythology and I love storytelling. Mm. I, I'm an ex-theater kid that has gone into filmmaking. I write screenplays and novels on my spare time. And I wanted to create this character who was thrown into a situation without whim. And I think I've successfully done so. I mean, I think we're too early in the game in order to really appreciate if it turned out the way that I hoped it would. Well, actually, I, I do have a follow-up for that. So okay, sure. now that you created this backstory, such a complicated and rich backstory, and developed the psyche, how is that going to affect how you now play Banked? with this change. Oh, as in like now he's undead, you mean? Yeah, so how does, because now his priorities have changed a bit, or have they? <laughs> you wanna hear something really funny? Okay. They absolutely have him. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's even more of a salute to the way I made it, the character. Uh-huh. Because he's such an open book, he really is. He's such an open book that he doesn't care. Again, it's all the facade, the undead stuff is just added to the facade of who he (laughs) is. You know what I mean? So nothing really has changed. I mean, of course, everything has changed. But to him, nothing really has changed because it's not like, it's not like anybody is tapping on the inside of the glass. Right. So to him, it's still just extraneous, stupid (laughs) stuff. That's basic. So hilariously enough, no, I don't think anything has changed for him. Scott and I were talking about how the cutscene would go of his transformation before he meets Daddy Bones. Uh-huh. And uh, we were talking about, oh, well, what was robbed of Banked during this? Right. And I had a hard time coming up with... I mean, of course, Scott is usually very much on the nose when it comes to these sort of things. But he was like, maybe it's 
your beauty and whatnot, maybe you feel ashamed. And I'm like, no, I mean, I mean, maybe. But uh, honestly, the undead stuff, it just adds to Banks' facade. Mm. I think that Banks would be angry if he wasn't pretty. Not because he wouldn't be pretty, but because he wouldn't be able to talk his way out of situations because he isn't pretty anymore. Ah, so now he has to, he's forced to see a different path. Yeah, but we talked about what Undead Banked would be, and the mutation of his patron, of his pact, leads him to become pretty again. And if anything, he becomes even prettier with this amorphous ooze that comes from the cracks of the cryonite that he has. Oh. It is tragic because what this means is that Banked is even deeper inside his facade. Right, now he has another layer. Because now he can make himself look like whoever he wants. And he can be anyone but himself. And would he ever choose to just... Be himself? Yeah. Would we ever meet the real bank? What circumstance would bring him to that point where he'd say, you know what, I can be myself. I mean, dying didn't do it. Dying didn't do it, which is hilarious. You would think dying would do it, but I don't know. I think there are certain people that when they're put into a life or death situation, they just get angry. <laughs> <laughs> mm. like instead of like sad or like morose or like it's just incredibly it's it's like a bittersweet moment to, to him he's just are you kidding me you know what I mean? you like, killed me how dare like, you it's it's more of like a frustration it's not real to him nothing really is like real so has he just been merely inconvenienced by being dead yeah i think so <laughs> i think so <laughs> he has all of his powers at hand he used to have a pact with this malicious entity before. He kind of still has a pact with a malicious entity, and he's still mm. pretty. So to him, nothing nothing has changed, despite being undead. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> he went from being in a pact like as a warlock with something horrible to becoming something horrible, not being in a pact, and still having powers. Right. He might have come out on top with this. I don't know. I don't know if he came out on top. I think he thinks he came out on top. But as a player, I don't think he came out on top. Because there, right. there, there's enough consequences to the pros of being this type of undead. If he doesn't see it as, like, you know, inconvenient, well, then I guess it worked out. <laughs> Question mark? Yes. <laughs> well, I think we can cover... How your initial character would have gotten along with your shadow character, but I think you've answered that by saying basically nothing's changed. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood surly turtle, Greg. And your social media manager, DeSombra. Just cutting in for a quick shameless self-promotion to tell you to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To take part in polls or ask questions that you'd like us to answer in future Wine and Spirits episodes, or just to enjoy some spicy memes. To find all our handles in one convenient place, you can visit us on our website at rfedpod.com. If you like our show, sharing the show with your friends or leaving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice will really help us grow and reach more people. And if you have a project or a business you'd like to promote on the show, reach out to us at rfedpod at gmail.com. Out of our party, if you could suddenly um, 
live inside another character, who would it be? Who would you pick to play? And what would you do differently? Who, as Tommy, would I play? Or yeah. if, if Banked was suddenly, like, in... Is it my personality as a player, or is it Banks' personality as a character? Why don't you do both? But I was actually okay. asking about um, Tommy the player. Okay. If I, Tommy the player, could play another character, I would... And it's a toss-up between... No offense to Bambi, but it's a toss-up between Sanjana and Greg. Greg, because he has bardic spells and he has bardic inspiration, and I love everything bards have. <laughs> and Sanjana, because... Mei-chan, Let Your Maid is so cool. Mm, have you gotten to do that yet? I haven't. I haven't played a, a an Arcane Trickster yet. I mean, we were talking before about DMs building NPCs instead of player characters that they can use. I have a Arcane Trickster character uh, kind of in my my repertoire of characters I can pull out at any moment. But no, I haven't. I haven't played. I haven't played many characters actually. <laughs> 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 I tried to spread it around. I've played a druid. I've played a monk. I've played a couple of rogues. Paladin. Mm-hmm. I've played, uh, of course, I've played a warlock because that's what I'm playing right now. I have played an artificer who was very cool. He was missing an arm. <laughs> he was an elytron. He started out by making an artificial arm for himself. And it counted as one of his infusions. Oh my. And then I spent all of this time and money. He made vials of acid. And he put it into his artificial arm. So at any oh point, my he could point his arm out. Like Iron Man. You know how Iron Man, like, missiles come out of his arm. And then he <laughs> yeah. could fire them. So he could eject a, a shelf of vials of acid. And then he oh. would cast. This is the best part. He would cast catapults on them. <laughs> To throw them at other people. Oh my god. So it would be the catapult damage, which is a save. So if they fail the save, it's like 3d8 bludgeoning damage. Oh my god. On top of acid damage. <laughs> and that's and that's and that was the character. It was really cool. Wow. But I played a bard who is, I think, the best bard of all time. <laughs> he was this guy called the diplomat. He was a changeling. Ooh. The way that I view changelings as a race because of their ability to create different masks in my world and in my thinking changelings have a racial proclivity to schizophrenia oh and to identity disorder oh my which which makes sense if you're able to change yourself into another person right who are you yeah which world is the real one and so he was a lawful neutral bard named the diplomat the diplomat was the name of the character itself and then he would cycle through different faces he had three, but mainly had two. So his his main one was named Iago, after <laughs> the villain of Othello the Moor of Venice. Okay. And he would lie, cheat, and steal. He was an awful person. He was a uh, college of whispers. He was very scary. He was the political advisor to this dwarven uh, city. He was frightening. He was like the political quartermaster. And then his wow. second face was named Bal- uh, Balthazar. Oh. Yeah, and he was College of Eloquence, and he spoke for charities, and he spoke for humanitarian stuff. Oh my. It was, it, it was really interesting. It was very Jekyll and Hyde. And the only way you could change between the two is if you, if you rolled a uh, spell attack, and if you got a nat one, you would change it to a different person in the middle of a fight. Oof. Which is intense. 
because the two characters have two different point of views fighting. Oh, wow. Because as a bard, you're kind of like, do you support or do you fight? You know what I mean? Do you crowd control or do you heal? Iago was all about getting into somebody's head, destroying them, taking on their identity, <laughs> and then killing their family in disguise. Right. Well, uh, Balthazar was all about subduing people, giving them a second chance, and leading them onto a path that could leave the world a better place. And so it was really interesting playing, like, a Jekyll and Hyde character. Wow. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, man, oh, man, it was a lot of fun. And how long was that campaign? That campaign, it didn't last very long. It lasted for, oh, man, it lasted so short. It was, like, five sessions, but it was so cool. It was so cool. It was very, very cool, but it was very sad that it, it wasn't very long. I think we ended at level 10. Wow. Yeah, it was very cool. We went from like level nine to level ten, or, or level, yeah, level level eight to level ten, something like that. I don't remember. It's always fun when you start a campaign at a higher level. Yeah, it really is, especially with me, because I love features and traits, and I love abilities, and I love math, and I love being able to screw with stuff like a wizard, high utility, whole repertoire of stuff at my disposal. Hmm. Yeah. So that was my answer for myself <laughs> but for banked to banked for yes bank to live inside any other character i think he would try to live as bambi <laughs> because I, I tommy don't care about the relationship bambi has with whatever is going on inside her head but i think banked is so curious on what is going on with bambi because i feel like if whatever was going inside bambi's head weren't there it would be easier for bank to open up to Bambi. Right. Hmm. I don't have any more questions. Huh. Any off the cuff? I, we have like we have like four minutes left, right? Until, uh, <laughs> four minutes left. Let's yeah. see what we can do to vamp. Vamp. Gotta vamp it. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's a here's a nice basic question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you think of Scott's DMing styles? And is this the first game that you've played with him DMing? Uh so this is the first game I've played with him at all. Okay. It's funny because when we started this, I had heard stories from Jin. I happen to know Jin, and that's how I know you guys, and that's how everything was built, and that's why I'm here in the first place. So when I heard about Scott, I thought that it was going to be like a punishing campaign. You know what I mean? Like he would do anything, and he would punish you, and he would he would take away half your health instantly. Hmm. But now I just see that there are a lot of ideas put into place that you can't escape from, like cutscenes, and that's how he DMs. Like, there okay. are certain games you need to play within the campaign in order to live, <laughs> so to speak. Makes sense. Like, uh, we killed the Umber Hulk. I don't think he was expecting <laughs> for us to kill the Umber Hulk. Editor's note... Actually, I did expect them to defeat the Umber Hulk. Uh, Tommy and I discussed that in Wine and Spirits Episode 7. Go ahead and listen to it. Oh. We played the first couple sessions pretty intelligently. Yeah. With a combination of being cautious on top of me using the map in order to map our way through the labyrinth. The Honeycomb yes. Labyrinth. Yeah, we did really well there. I think that we're giving him a run for his money, and I think that there's going to be a general respect 
on either side of the DM screen. That's cool to hear. I just have a comment about uh, sure. Scott's DMing style, sure. which just as a word of warning, because I am playing in one of his other campaigns, and he it's a strictly hardcore, no magic campaign. And, which is totally different. <laughs> right. But I've also played other one-shots with him, and just keep keep an eye on your back, because he will kill the party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's sweet, but He'll kill us all. I think that he won't kill us as long as we make not dumb decisions. Absolutely. He he wants his players to be smart. I think that that's what I was actually trying to get to before, but I just I didn't know how to say it. I think that there is death around most quarters, but we try to act intelligently. Mm-hmm. Things that seem scary to us because we don't know what's around every quarter, but he knows that there's no danger <laughs> prevalent. But we are so used to the idea of danger being around every corner that I think sometimes he gets annoyed. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, trained us well to, to, to be fearful. Like what I did with the hunter. Oh, yeah. I honestly thought that while we were leaving the chateau or the castle or whatever, I honestly thought there was a divine paladin or ranger hunting undead things. That's what I, as a player, thought. And so <laughs> I, I sent Banked to... Again, be diplomatic and diffuse the situation. Pretend like a charlatan. Pretend to be harmless and then just kill them when they give any weakness. But I, I honestly wasn't expecting uh, just a regular hunter. I really <laughs> was just, not. It was just a guy. Yeah, it was just it was straight up just a guy. And it's and I felt bad too. I actually, as a player, I feel bad because I feel like I stole a kill from you guys. My plan was not to kill someone and eat them. My plan, my plan as a player, was to go to a to go to a wine lounge and kill someone there. But it just it just so happened to be. But you know what? It's it kind of makes sense for your character because your character's still new at this too. You know, it's funny. More than Bambi, I think my character is Baby. I hundred percent my I hundred percent think that my character is Baby out of all the other party members, which is hilarious because he is almost one of the strongest and one of the most armored, <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. but, but somehow he is, I don't know, the least wise, maybe? The ingenue. The ingenue, yeah. It's always the pretty ones. It is always the pretty ones. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, he came from a really cool place, and I really do hope we check out Quillity sometime. The, where's that? The Moon Isle of Quillity. It's actually... Stuff that I came up with, but Scott texted me. He's like, oh, where did Banked come from? And I sent him info of stuff that I created. And I was like, oh, he came from this place called Hazelside. And it's on an island called Quillity. And there's stuff across the water. Ah, cool. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll ever meet any more Asimar. That would be cool. Definitely. Well, I think it's about that time. No, oh, no. <laughs> I know. I think we're going to do, we have to do this again because it's not, I, yeah. it's not enough. It is not enough. It makes me sad. Ah, I had fun. Thank you so much. I know Thank I had like you. a thousand questions, but you gave great <laughs> answers. And Thank I, you. I love the tangents that we took because it's, yeah. it's fun. <laughs> and I'm happy for our fans because they get to see Sanjana and Bank getting along and yeah. throwing quips at each other. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But honestly, I do think that those quips are out of, out of 
Like, I think I said you quips because I know you can take them. Oh, yeah. They totally have yeah. a mutual... Mm, we're still not sure what that is, but... Some sort of respect for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Especially it's, since it's, we're it's both true. charlatans, so to speak. Exactly. We know yeah. We're not looking at the real thing there. We kind of yeah. have this understanding. Yeah. It's all good. Well, thank you, Tommy, so much. Of course. And I hope everyone keeps listening and subscribe and support our group thank you so much and we'll catch you on the next rocks falls and everyone dies wine and spirits special edition (laughs) nailed it (laughs) bye Bye. Thank you for listening to Rocks Fall, Everyone Dies. It would really help us if you subscribe, share, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, additional sound effects courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. Find more of his work on Twitter at JohnBlissArt. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident mushroom, Jin, who streams on twitch.tv slash phantomclip. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, Sombra, You can find all of our social media handles and full show notes on our website, rfedpod.com. 